Hi, and welcome to Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Felt. A cancer diagnosis is one of the hardest slap in the face imaginable. All of a sudden, you have to become an expert in cancer and its treatments because your life depends on it. Oncologists, family and friends are pushing you towards chemo, radiation, surgery, yet you feel there are additional solutions out there. You don't feel confident in that only traditional therapies will take care of it. You may, as I have, seen family or friends quickly go downhill from harsh medical treatments. There is a better way. I invite you to listen to stories from real people fighting cancer successfully through powerful, integrative, and holistic methods. Learn what they did. This is my gift to you to make the learning curve less steep after your diagnosis. The information this podcast could save your life as it has others. Well, Beth Greer, I am so excited to have you on this episode of Integrative Cancer Solution. You are the author of A Supernatural Home. And uh, so thank you so much for joining me today. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm I'm really excited what we're going to talk about. I, I know that you did not deal with cancer. You had a tumor. Uh, and that tumor became a wake-up call, and and how? T- tell me a little bit about that experience and what you did in order to be able to resolve it. Yeah, it was a sizable tumor, so it was kind of you know the size of my fist tumor, and it was in my chest. And the way I discovered it, because I really thought I was leading a healthy lifestyle, right? I exercised, I watched my weight, didn't smoke. So what happened was I had a um, pain in my shoulder and I went to the chiropractor and after five treatments, it was getting worse. And he said, you know, you need to get an MRI because I think you have a herniated disc. So I thought I didn't injure myself. How do I get a herniated disc? Anyway, I went and then what showed up on the scan was a mass in my chest. And so first they thought it was breast cancer. So I went in for, you know, a mammogram and, and then I, and it wasn't. And so then I went in for a biopsy, a needle biopsy, and um, they found out it was a schwannoma tumor. It's a nerve root tumor, and it was pressing on the nerves that ran down my arm. And my first three fingers were numb. So I went to three top surgeons in the Bay Area where I lived, and they couldn't agree on how to access it. They all wanted to do surgery. And the first one wanted to cut me under my collarbone. And the second one said, no, we're going to go in under your armpit. And then the third one said, no, I'm going to remove one of your ribs from the back <laughs> and put mesh back there. And he said, he used these words, I will heal you. That's what he said. And that was when I went running. You know, I just said, you know, this is not the, the route I want to take. And I actually visited with a, a neurosurgeon and he said to me, you know, it's very risky surgery because if they cut a nerve, you can lose the uh, feeling in your hand permanently. So I decided that I would take charge of my own health. And so that's when I started looking at other options. And so in in that process, I mean, here you're living a healthy lifestyle. And I and I've heard that from so many people, you know, they yoga teacher, they eat organically and all these different things. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, you know, they're dealing with cancer, they have a tumor. And so what more? I mean, where did your direction go when you kind of looked at yourself and thought, well, I'm I'm doing pretty good. You know, why why am I dealing with this? Right. Why me? I couldn't I couldn't understand it because I even I even meditated, you know, so I really thought I was doing a good job. So what happened was 
I went down to the Optimal Health Institute down in San Diego, and it's a it's a cleansing place where you um, you drink wheatgrass juice for for days on end and green juices, and you do colonics and that sort of thing. But one of the things that they asked us to do was to communicate with our illness, and so. It's funny, I didn't see it as an illness, but I saw it as, you know, what are you doing here? What's your message? I asked my tumor, why are you here? And the word came, simplify. And I thought, oh, I'm not really leaving, leading a very simple life. I was running a multinational business at the time. And I was under a lot of stress. And I think that that plays a big role that I wasn't acknowledging. And then I was eating out all the time because I wasn't cooking, I had no time. So, so, you know, when you go out to restaurants, you don't know what kind of oils they're using or what kind of cooking um, pans, you know, what it's made from and is there water filtered and all that stuff. So, and they were, and then plus when I would get home, I would microwave sometimes my food. So it wasn't a good situation. So I left after I was there a week and I noticed that the pain start, had started to diminish after just seven days of doing these cleansing. And so then I thought, well, okay, I'm going to come home, simplify. I actually went on a raw food diet for, for a while, and that was a really good cleansing. Now I eat an ancestral diet, but, you know, that's, a, that's another story. But um, I looked at, okay, well, what else can I simplify? And I was putting some moisturizer on my skin. And I looked at the label and there was a paragraph worth of ingredients on there. And I thought, wow, you know, now I have a, a degree in journalism, so I'm a researcher. I started researching every one of those chemicals and I realized that they were not good and that, <laughs> you know, if you can't pronounce it. So our skin is our lar- largest organ of elimination and so it's, it lets things in too. So I was putting, you know, looked at my deodorant, I looked at my shampoo, my makeup, everything that I was putting on my skin. And I realized that this is a cocktail of chemicals and our bodies don't know how to read that. You know, we weren't we weren't created to to be in that sort of toxic have that sort of toxic load with things that our body doesn't understand in a way. Can't it's not um, pure natural essential oils, that sort of thing, the way that my grandmother, great grandmother grew up with. Yeah, so, talk, talk, um, about, talk about far away from being simple. I mean, when, when you okay. see a whole long list of, of chemical ingredients, yeah, it, that is not simple for the body to deal with in any shape or form. No. So I switched out to all natural products. And one of the things that I did, this is 20 years ago, this tumor happened. So I use a baking soda as a deodorant now. So I just put it in a salt shaker and I put some on my hand, you know, sprinkle it on my hand under my armpits. Good. Then I looked at, you know, just cleaning up all the stuff that I was putting on my skin and just went as sort of bare bones as possible. So then I looked at, um, you know, what I was cleaning with and I, I looked, I was spraying down my countertop with Windex and I look at the, the back label and it says hazard, it says caution, Precautionary statement, hazardous to humans and domestic animals. And I thought, you know, maybe they mean if you drink it, but still, you know, spraying your counter down all the time and you're breathing in the fumes. So I realized that that wasn't a good thing either. So I switched out to white vinegar, hydrogen peroxide, like that. It works like a charm. And baking soda too. Lo and behold, it took, um, so I was diagnosed with the tumor in January. So May 
um, just around my 50th birthday, uh, the the pain was was gone. And so then I waited a little further. And then um, and I, I was working with um, a naturopathic doctor as well, helping me to, to do detoxing. So I was, you know, doing saunas and I was doing um, rebounder, like jumping to move my lymph. You know, I was doing a lot of natural getting sunlight in my life, getting exercise, being out in nature. All those things really helped. And so I had a scan then. I waited a few more months and the tumor had disappeared. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. So just kind of making these changes by, by simplifying, by removing the stressors, meaning all the, the chemicals that, that, uh, that you apply to your skin that you use yeah, as, as cleaning um, and then kind of doing the cleansing, you know, do the rebounding, you know, uh, sweating, uh, some natural things to help to clean out toxins out of your body. And, and then the body had the ability just to get rid of that tumor on its own without having to lose, you know, the use of your arm. Right, exactly. Our bodies are self-healing. If we don't, if we get out of the way and, and don't gunk it up with all this stuff. And the other thing was the fear, um, <laughs> the fear factor is big. And I had to just continually calm myself down because I had um, doctors calling me, you know, my primary care doctor in particular would call me. So when are you going to get the surgery? Don't wait, don't wait. You know, this can turn cancerous at any minute. So it's like, no, I'm not going to, I don't know the strength that I had to, to, to say, I'm not going to do this. Um, because I think when I saw was I was getting better and better and the pain was reducing more and more because I had been taking uh, painkillers and uh, sleeping pills to sleep at night because I couldn't find a comfortable position. I mean, the pain was so intense that I couldn't even get um, a massage because I couldn't lay flat on a massage table. It was really intense. So that was just so scary. And um, I, then I wound up doing movement, this something called Watsu, which is water shiatsu. So I'd get in the warm water and I'd have a massage therapist, you know, move my body around. It was really life-saving, uh, those kinds of things, kind of doing a workaround. Because when you're in pain like that, it's just it, the fear, you know, comes up and then you think this is going to last forever. It's going it, to, it'll get worse. You know, you just don't know. And so it's really important to quiet the, the mind and calm the body down. Yeah. And, and it's, it's kind of trusting that process just mm -hmm. recognizing that the body has that ability to heal, that it has that innate intelligence and by, by supporting it and then uh, working that process with intention, uh, then it's, it's, you know, then we're able to achieve it. But then if we get overcome by fear that has that kind of contracting energy, which, which stops the lymphatic flow, which stops detoxification, which stops regeneration. So, uh, it is a battle to shift them from that that mode of fear that a lot of medical doctors will then instill upon you by saying you have so much time left to live. You know, you have so much time before it shows up somewhere else. You have so much time. And so that those tapes are playing in your mind all the time. But then to be able to still your mind and then just kind of trust in, in that godly innate energy that exists within all of us that is self-healing and self-regenerating absolutely that's so important that trust and the other thing is that i started doing research about 
other things in the house. So a big one are electromagnetic fields. So it wasn't, I mean, it was bad then, <laughs> but it's worse now. So anybody who's dealing with any sort of illness um, to really pay attention to what's going on in your, your cell phone. So I tell people to turn their Wi-Fi routers off at night and also either unplug everything in your bedroom at night when you sleep or turn the, um, the circuit breaker off to your bedroom. Because even if it's off, like a lamp is off, but it's still plugged in, it's emitting a field. And those fields are toxic to our bodies. You know, we, again, we just don't know how. And the thing is that when we're awake, we have sort of defense mechanisms around these electromagnetic fields. But when you're asleep, you're completely defenseless. And so imagine, you know, I have clients who they sleep with their phone next to their head or their or their um, laptop under their bed, right? And so why why you have your laptop on under your bed? Well, in case I have a thought in the middle of the night, I want to write. So then they open it up and then there's that blue light going into their eyes, plus that radiation that's just constant. And then having the even if there's no Wi-Fi, if you have the if you turn your Wi-Fi off, but the computer is on, if is it switched on, it's searching. It's constantly searching for the Wi-Fi signal. So that's kind of broadcasting in your arena as well. So you want to make sure there's nothing in your bedroom that's electronic. Like that's yeah, that, that, that's huge. And that because when we look at at toxins, we 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 think, I mean, a lot of us don't even think about the chemical toxins we're exposed to. And I want to get into that a little bit more, kind of how to methodically analyze your environment, you know, to to clear out everything. But when it comes to things like microwaves and you know, microwave technology, uh, EMF, electromagnetic frequencies, you know, they are not visible, but just because they're not visible does not mean that they don't impact us. I mean, we if our whole being, our whole body is is uh, electromagnetic, you know, and and all the different nutrients are transported, you know, through charges and through you know light technology that exists within the body innate. And so, by uh, introducing then these toxic frequencies, we are then disrupting that natural communication and, and transport system that that exists within us. Right. Absolutely. And a microwave, you're talking about not only there's microwave magnetic radiation, but also the microwave ovens in our homes. So I have these meters that I measure and most microwaves, when you turn them on, you you need to step back between six and eight feet in order to not have that field. And, you know, I've seen children with their noses pressed up watching cookies or popcorn popping, you know, and I explain to the moms, you, you can't do this. This is you know, this is not that our bodies are mostly water and the microwaves work by vibrating the water molecules in the food. So, you know, we're being vibrated. So that, that's a big no, no, you know, so to either don't use your microwave or really step away. Yeah. Yeah. And it was fascinating. We had um, a gentleman because we, we shielded our homes so a certain paint that you use to kind of block off you know, the, the certain frequencies that exist you know, around us and using then a meter to see where uh, where it is really kind of uh, spiking and then kind of shield that that area. So we were just taking the cell phone off of uh uh, air, you know, airplane mode, you know, and and measuring, seeing the difference, and it's amazing. And this was 
this was like 10, 10 feet away uh, and even even more. And you can see that meter just kind of skyrocket as soon as I took it off airplane mode. And right. then when I took it off, then it, it took a little while for that meter to go down again. Yeah. I have another tip because some, you know, some people want to use their phone, but they and they don't want to put it on air, airplane mode because they want to receive calls. If you just shut the cellular data off on an iPhone, I don't, I'm not sure about an Android, but uh, if you go to settings and go to cellular data, and if you turn that off, it drops the field dramatically. Not as dramatic as airplane mode, but um, you can send and receive calls and send and receive texts. You just can't send iMessages and you can't talk to Siri. You can't use your maps, you know, function, but, um, but I have it mostly in that position because I know that, the, you know, this, again, we don't see it. We're not really feeling it, but if you're tired, if you have issues and you're carrying around your cell phone all the time with that on all the time, it's, it's a recipe for a disaster, really. And, and uh, just for listeners out there, I mean, uh, cancer is a metabolic disease, which means that the mitochondria, which is the, the, the energy factor within the cell to support metabolism within the cell, uh, is, is the one that's it's driving that whole process. But when you are then uh, having these different fields around you, it interferes with the normal transport of electrons through that that mitochondria was called electron transport chain which will then interfere with how that energy is produced within the cell which will then promote cancer so uh, these the things that we're talking about you know the uh, the chemical well, I was chemical the toxic nature of unnatural frequencies you know are really important to to analyze that so let's let's look into you know how can a person kind of methodically go about uh, cleaning up the, the the toxic soup that we live in, and it, it is known that uh, there more we're exposed to more toxins in the home than outside. So in the home becomes really crucial. So what are kind of that methodical step process? And obviously they can get your book uh, where it is described beautifully. And I know you. You've been on every famous show there is, you know, go, you know, talking about how to do this. Uh, but yeah, you know, if you can go through a little bit, so people in their mind can know how to go about this. Right, and and I just also want to add that I can do um, either virtual or in home if you're living in Naples, Florida. But I can do a virtual, you know, clean out with you, and so and I've done that with many people. You know, start in the kitchen. And take a look at, well, first of all, what kind of water you're drinking, because that's really key. Um, you don't want to be drinking tap water and the Brita filters are not doing a good enough job. So you want to find a really good water filter. Um, and then you don't want to be using plastic. You know, I, I wouldn't recommend buying water in plastic because uh, the plastic is leaching chemicals. And it's interesting now that manufacturers say, BPA free because BPA or bisphenol A is found in plastic. And, you know, moms got together and said, you know, we don't want this in our baby bottles and plastic and all that. So manufacturers said, okay, fine, we'll remove it. BPA free. So everyone thinks it's safe, but now they're putting in BPS and they're not talking about it. So, you know, it's a little bit of a toxic shell game going on, but so that water and then look for food that's 
you know, as close to natural as possible. So organic, you know, farmers markets, if you can find organic farmers market or even local farmers that are, you know, you can talk to them. Are they spraying? What are they spraying? That sort of thing. Because um, the pesticides are deadly. And again, you know, you said you can't see it, taste it, smell it, but it's there. And uh, pesticides are designed to destroy the nervous system of bugs. And so what is it doing to our nervous system if we're eating? We think that we're eating all this beautiful, you know, fruits and vegetables, but they've all been sprayed with with toxicants. So it's just not the best thing to be putting in your body. So choose organic um, and then look at your um, your cabinets. So crackers and all that stuff, you want to avoid things that have preservatives and additives. So I'll just tell you the story. I was um, years ago before I had PowerPoint and all this stuff, I, I used to have like a little show and tell where I'd go and give talks to people in groups. And I had this loaf of bread that I bought at Safeway and I bought it because I wanted to show that it said 100 uh, percent made with. Um, well, it actually, it said made with uh, whole wheat flour. I wanted to explain that if, when you see the words made with, it could mean only like 1%. You want to look for 100% rather than just the words made with, because that's a little catchphrase. Anyway, I have this bread and I've had it like in my pantry, not in the refrigerator or freezer or anything. And it's been four months, <laughs> you know, and there's not a speck of mold on this bread. And I'm thinking, what what is going on? It's still as squishy as the day I bought it. And I looked at the label and it had calcium propionate in it. And I looked it up and it's it's a mold inhibitor. And boy, does that work. But I also read that calcium propionate causes ADHD behavior in rats. So, okay, we're not rats, but still you have to think, what is this doing to our children, to ourselves, you know, when we're eating these preservatives and additives and food dyes that cause hyperactivity in children, for example. So, I mean, bottom line is you want to just eat real food and with as, as few ingredients as possible. So if if you can find bread that's made with three ingredients and then you have to put it in the freezer after you slice it, great, you know, put it in the fridge. It's so much better than these buying these packaged foods because the, the stuff on the shelves has been, they add stuff to it because they want to create a longer shelf life. So they're really not thinking about our health at all. They're thinking about profit and supply and all that. And and the, I mean, as a lay person, I've seen this with a lot of patients. They see the word like in there, they see calcium. I think, oh, it, it's calcium. Calcium is good for me. And, and not <laughs> right. recognizing you got to look at the whole name and yes. what the whole, whole name does. And right. so you have, yeah, you have, you have these different catchphrases, like you're saying, you know, made with whole wheat. And then you have the word like natural, you know, what, what does natural mean? It's meaningless, really. It's, it's, it's a, it's a manufacturer's word that they use and it's, it's called greenwashing in a way so that they make you think it's healthy, but it's really, it's, it's a meaningless phrase. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and the, yeah. So the, I mean, this is huge to kind of look at your food and, and if exactly what you're saying, and I had the issue as well, I had a product that was deemed organic, you know, and, and it was lasting forever. 
And anything that lasts forever, you should be suspicious of because it shouldn't. Right. Absolutely. What kind of product was it? I, I I can't remember. I can't. This this was a while back ago, and I I was I was just seeing it was it was a bread, yeah. You know, that was just oh, uh, yeah. It was it was not disappearing or getting moldy or right. And yeah. what it what it may it may have said is made with organic ingredients or something, but then it doesn't mean that the whole thing is organic. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so food wise, yeah, that's, it's important going through, you know, the artificial flavorings, artificial colors, uh, mm-hmm. preservatives, uh, pesticides. I mean, all, all these different things to make sure that it's not there because yes, even though, uh, it's, it's not studied on humans and may not have science saying that it will cause ADD or ADHD on, in, in humans. But if it does it in certain amounts on rats or, or animals, then in, as an accumulative effect, you know, over years, it's going to happen to us. Right. And then the other ingredient that people should really pay attention to, I've been researching this about seed oils. I don't know if you talk about that, but, you know, the uh, particularly canola. So, you know, when I go to a restaurant, even if it's a beautiful restaurant, sometimes organic and then i'll ask well, what's the in the salad dressing is it canola oil and the weight person usually doesn't know and they go, they go i'll go ask and i don't think it is you know and then they go back to the kitchen they come back and they go yeah it's canola so it's just not a it's not a healthy oil so every you know it says heart healthy and all that but it's, it's not a healthy oil so um try to avoid foods with with all those um canola and safflower oil and corn oil and vegetable and if you see vegetable oil it's just not healthy and it's it's in so many foods it's in so many foods and what's happening i'm noticing is that manufacturers used to be let's say there's this one item i I was using it's called bitchin sauce and i and loved it and it was made with olive oil and ground almonds and all this stuff and then Recently, I looked at, I said, well, let me just read the label again. And then there it was. They switched out the olive oil to canola because it's less expensive. So that was yeah. disappointing. So now I'm not eating that anymore. <laughs> and, but, and, um, that, and that's the thing is to keep an eye on because a, a lot of times manufacturers do exactly that, that you you have the original formula and, uh, and then lo and behold, maybe there's a, a new company that uh, acquired the, the business or uh, they are wanting to save costs and, and then they're bringing, they're, they're altering then the ingredients. So you, you can't just kind of trust what you're eating just because you looked at it, you know, years ago, you, you got to kind of keep on looking at it. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's go in, let's go into the, the bathroom yes, and look please. at um, cosmetics and personal care products. So as I mentioned, you know, deodorant can be toxic. So, you know, I grew up using secret and whatever. So if if it's if it has these scents in it, so fragrance can be a real trigger for people. Um, uh, it can it can disrupt our hormone system. And um, I had a client who had a chronic cough and she said she was on codeine and um, inhalers for years and the doctors couldn't figure it out. So she said, you know, it's funny thing is that when I sleep in a hotel, I don't cough. So I I thought, okay, well, there's got to be something going on in your bedroom then, your home. So I walked in, and when I got to her bedroom, she had about 20 scented candles 
lining her uh, room, you know, and I said, and I could feel my throat started itching. And I said, well, that's your problem right there. And she said, oh, no, 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 you know, these were expensive. They were gifts. I like them every night. And so I explained to her that they, they contain artificial fragrances. So when you see the word fragrance on a label, it can mean up to, you know, a hundred or more synthetic chemicals. So can you imagine each candle with these different, you know, one was vanilla, one was strawberry scented, cherry and um, romantic. Anyway, so I put them in a bag. I said, let me, let me just take them out. Let's do an experiment and, you know, take them out of your bedroom. And she was very unhappy with me initially. Um, but then she called me a few days later and she said, you know, hey, my cough is gone. It's pretty amazing. So I told her to get um, just beeswax candles. Those are the safest or soy candles. And then the other thing I noticed that up in the ceiling, it was black soot and it was coming from the candle wick. Uh, many of the candles, in order, the manufacturers put in uh, metal to make the wick stand up straight so the candle burns longer. That That's lead, <laughs> right? So she's breathing in lead. This, it was in, it was bad. So then she let me come back and we went into her, you know, uh, all of the fragrances in her hair care products and her makeup and her moisturizers. And she was using cologne. I mean, it was just a lot. And that's the thing we don't really know, particularly as women, we tend to put on more products than men and most of them are scented. Yeah. So I would just suggest cutting out the, the scent for one. And and, and these, a lot of people do these plugins. Oh yeah. Talk a little bit about that. <laughs> Again, the artificial scent. So our body doesn't recognize it. It's not like smelling a real rose or fresh rosemary. It's, it's concocted in a lab and there's chemical components and it's going up into our nose through into our, our olfactory system and right into the brain. So you do the math. I mean, it just like it can't it can't be good. There's hundreds of chemicals in that thing. And it's on all the time where people hang these little things in their cars. The same thing. Not a, not a good not a good thing. So instead, you can buy some, you know, potpourri that's not uh, scented, but, you know, real roses and flowers that have been crushed or you can make your own. Um, you can use some essential oils and put it in some water or um, you can boil up some cinnamon sticks and orange peels and, you know, the, the houses. I use a peppermint essential oil. I like the way that smells. And I, and I, I put it in a little spray bottle and I, with some water and I, I spray it around my house and it makes it smell nice and keep the windows open. If you can, yeah. we live in this, you know, enclosed environment. And so things like our mattresses and our couches are, off-gassing, you know, all the the chemicals that are inside of those. So the flame retardants, for example. I don't want to overwhelm people. I just, you know, I'd like to keep it simple. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. The, so, and, but that and that's the thing is that um and I tell people with diet as well. I mean every every step in the right direction is in the right direction. Uh, yeah. So so you you can't you can't make everything perfect all of a sudden because it it's a big shift you know it's a big shift 
both, you know, how you, the chemicals you expose yourself to. So you have to become kind of like a detective and, and make it almost like a fun game, you know, where you uh, see what I can find now that I'm exposed to and, and, and make it kind of like a little investigative process. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that as you say that, you know, kind of use your nose. So what else, what am I smelling now? Like, I remember walking around my neighborhood and people are using these dryer sheets in their laundry, you know, in the dryer and it goes out into the street. That's how far those chemicals are going. And and they're, you know, I'd have to talk to some neighbors and sort of you know explain to them that this is not healthy for them. And um, they, they had no idea. They thought, Oh, this is uh, this is a good thing. So use your nose. Like, do you use scented garbage bags? That's another thing. When it's garbage day and the garbage cans are out, you walk by some of the garbage cans. You can smell the, the that sweet smell of um, the scented bags. So, you know, it's just it's crazy how how much we're, we're exposed to to these chemicals. So, so talk a little bit about what are what are some options. So we. We look kind of what what are we putting on our body? I mean that that's kind of the the first thing you know. We, you you talk a little bit about your you know the makeup and obviously we have like soap, we have shampoo, conditioner, you know perfumes, right. you know uh, lipstick, you know nail polish, you know, all exactly. all these different things you know that we just put on our body. Right, and try, try to slowly eliminate and go towards the more natural products that you can find. Um, Trader Joe's sells them and Whole Foods sells them and um, Thrive Market, you know, just try to, and you can look online, you can look in my book, I, I list products there that are safe. So there's that. And then, um, well, first, what goes in your body, and then second on your body. And then the third is what's, what's surrounding you. So the air fresheners, you know, try to cut those out and, and switch out to what I was talking about using some peppermint essential oil, for example, and that your cleaners and your laundry detergents and all that get the things without scent. And you have dishwashing detergents, yeah, where uh, the the things that make glasses, you know, crystal, yeah, squeaky mm-hmm. clean, and and yeah. so that there's no streaks on them and all of these things that yeah, these these are chemicals these are things that are still staying on the glass after it leaves and the dishwasher and as you're then drinking you are then getting that or as you're sticking that fork in your mouth you're eating that yeah on a continual basis exactly on a continual basis in small amounts and you know there's two ways of poisoning right one is the large amount of poison all at once and the other is over time and i believe that that's how our bodies get sick you know that's how my my tumor developed it it didn't come overnight it was it was over time i'm not saying that you need to be you know granola crunchy and and just use um white vinegar to clean with although you know i have recipes in my book on how on how to make your own cleaners oven cleaner and countertop and all that but if you just try to you know the, the next step down from the toxic stuff is just try to find the more natural ones and find ones that work and some because some of them do some of them don't like I have some dish liquid that's terrible and then I found another one that's much better so yeah you, you got to kind of play around with you know some natural companies do better than others and and also I mean like in your situation I mean the the body doesn't like these chemicals floating around 
So it, it tries to encapsulate them and tries to create an environment where they can kind of hold these, this toxic debris and mm-hmm. that tends to then translate to, into the creation of tumors or kind of cancerous. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. I, I believe that our bodies are, are, are doing us a favor. You know, they're working for us. They're not, it's not like you have to attack, kill this cancer because it's, it's this invader. I think that it's there to protect us, you know, like, like you're saying, um, from all this, this toxic bombardment that we're getting. It's, it's the way that our bodies are dealing with that. So it's, in a way, it's, it's a sign that your body is loving you and wanting to protect you. And, and for, for listeners out there, I mean, you had access, I mean, you, you've, I, you ran a, a big organization. Uh, you were the director of uh, the learning annex. I mean, was it uh, the Southwest or I mean, which, which section? No, it was, it was a, a multinational. I was president of six cities include so it was new york toronto la san diego san francisco yeah it was stressful but it was wonderful and i met the most amazing people i got to meet deepak chopra and wayne dyer and marianne williamson you know all these uh, great speakers and so i think that's part of the reason that i had the courage to not go the conventional route because i learned from them that you know our bodies can heal and um, so I think that's what helped with my courage. Yeah. And, and it's also kind of recognizing the, the amount of knowledge that you had around you at all, all the time. But obviously, yes, that was not a simple life to run that kind of an organization. And no. I just just the one in L.A. I mean, I've, I've gone to the learning annex oh. in L.A. when I had my practice there. It's a huge organization just there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. We'd have uh, for Deepak, we had 5000 people, you know, and so, yeah, I, so I had to really think on my feet and get things moving because initially when he first came in 1991, we had maybe 50 people show up for his talk, but then he got really popular. Yeah, I, it was, it was a challenge, but it was, it was a great one, but it was, it was a challenge to kind of step into. And I, I wanted to add that I had met um, Dr. Dale Bredesen. He wrote the book, The End of Alzheimer's. So I met him about seven years ago. We were talking and I told him about my story and he said, oh, um, you changed your epigenetics. And he said, that's what we're doing with Alzheimer's patients. We're noticing that when we remove the toxicants in their lives, you know, along with some other things, he included supplements and in that, that their Alzheimer's was reversing. So it, I felt really, you know, really good about that. And, I didn't and, know I was doing that at the time, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. And when we talk about things like cancer and, and people are saying, well, it's, it's, I get, it's in my genes, you know, it's a genetic disorder, genetic dysfunction. So epigenetics is, is then changing your lifestyle, changing your environment, changing what you're eating, and then you are changing how these genes are expressing. So uh, with that, then you are then altering a disease picture and that and kind of turning your genes into expressing health more than disease. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, that's that's a great way to, 
to put it that we're not just because we might have some genes pre predisposition to things doesn't mean it's actually going to get expressed. I love it. Well, and, and tell the audience a little bit more as and yeah, remind them again where they can find you and some of the resources that would be good for them to have access to uh, in this journey uh, so that they can be more effective in, in, uh, in finding health. Okay, so my website is supernaturalmom.com. I have a bunch of resources there and um, I have a whole recommended products section. So I've done the research for you so that you don't have to kind of figure out what products to buy. I've got cleaners and all kinds of things in there that'll help you. And yeah, and I'm available. Um, if you write to me at beth at supernaturalmom.com, you you can um, request, uh, I can talk to you, you know, give a free consult and figure out if you'd like to hire me to help you detox your home. Again, I can do it virtually or in, in person in, in uh, Southern Florida, Southwest Florida. So. Right. Well, thank you so much, Beth, uh, Beth for uh, for doing this, for yeah, guiding people and finding health by cleaning out their environment and, and all the toxins that we put in ourselves and put on ourselves and surround ourselves with. Thank you so much. Thank you. And and good luck, everybody. It's it's not, you know, don't don't feel that it's daunting. It, it, it's doable. It's definitely doable. And and that's the thing. You do step at a time. And yes. just like awesome. you can, yeah, toxins build up a step at a time. You can eliminate them a step at a time. And the body is very appreciative, meaning that when the toxic load is being reduced, it's amazing how it's how it responds and mm -hmm. and then uh, give you the benefit. Right. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> The information this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or treat any disease. If you'd like to know more about what my center offers, please visit thecarlfeldcenter.com. Please join us next week for another live consultation with a patient diagnosed with cancer on Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Feldt.